need some sort of intro. Doesn't work. But I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. And we were just talking about... I think you could almost describe it as an issue of being nice, but not in the way that everybody thinks, oh yeah, that person is a nice person. More like the pushover kind of way and the problems that it leads to. Specifically when it comes to relationships, because obviously you're going to be dealing with other people and, and you know that, that might take advantage of you if you're being nice in the not-so-positive way. Yeah. Um, relationships are... They're, there's if, as as you get older you see different types of uh, relationships and you also see different types of things that they change over time when I was in high school my friends and I always joked that once one of us you know kind of dates somebody you know no bad blood stay away from her or whatever and that changes over the years because now uh, I think I'm at the point in my life where if somebody you know at this point even was married, one of my friends was married to somebody and it didn't work out. I realized it sounds kind of weird because I know like one or two friends that were married mm-hmm. um, and it didn't work out. They'd still be on the table and then eventually it's, yeah, one of my friends uh, got married and their spouse died. They're back on the table. But I'm not at that point yet. I don't know. As things, uh, it was a weird... That's not working. Okay. Hmm? That is pretty weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd still abide by the code. Of... Eh. There's, there's enough people in the world that you're fine. It's not a, that small fish tank. Well, it's not like you're specifically going after the person, but don't don't erase them. That makes you existence. a rebound, though, doesn't it? It depends. And then you're you're starting a, a relationship on the basis of fragile emotions. That's true, and we do have experience with relationships uh, that have been started with death, and they haven't worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't date somebody because you met them at the funeral and you bonded over it. No, in general, bonding over death should be sad and not sexy. Not that it was. If, if you're into that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm thinking more of the line of a, a lot of men, and, and this is the old time old saying, you know, nice guys finish last, all this kind of stuff, where it, it's this idea that people who think almost as if, if I'm really nice to women, and I'm going to pick on men for this one because I think it's, it's mostly their problem from how I've seen things in my life. If I'm really nice to women and if I act in this, this specific way, well, then the women are going to love me. Whoever in, the, in my life is going to love me because how could they not? There's nothing that you know for them to really complain about. So I'm just going to, when they say certain things, I'm going to agree with them just to avoid trouble and conflict and I'm going to put all this effort into helping them with their life and I'm going to act like I care every second of the day and and never, it, it sort of takes away your own personality. But at the end of it, it sort of creates this false expectation where you're basically going to be taken advantage of indefinitely because you always are not going to want to do the things that the person is now asking you to do, going to the places that they want you to go to and then seeing the things that they want you to see and all that. Sometimes that twice. Sort of jazz. Sometimes twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true. I think relationships... Um, in my experience, there have been I've known quite a few people who have different types of relationships. They always, I, I always think, and I've talked to a few people in this case, where relationships don't always seem healthy when they could be. Like you and you and Tila, it's different. I see you all the time, right? I within reason I have an in and out of what makes you two click, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, there's a few things 
that I don't, and I'm kind of thankful in some cases. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other times you may meet a, a, uh, like a friend or acquaintance's partner once or twice, and you may get a negative stereotype about them, or you may judge them, or you may even catch them on a bad day, and then your entire basis is built on that. Or whenever you see them, they're in a bad mood, but they could actually have something special. Because you don't spend a lot of time. It's weird. You can't base something from the outside. You can't judge a book by its cover. Here's the thing about that, I would say. I know a few people right now that are in relationships where, from the outside, it seems like the most terrible thing in the world is happening. But this person swears that, you know, behind closed doors or whatever, in whatever situation, the highs are so high that it's it's just they couldn't live without the person. But it's it's this weird thing where once you do that, you then again have these extremely low points. Like you would, you're on the fringes of, of, of I don't know, jumping off of a bridge with rocks in your backpack and the other the next day after that you're proposing and and you're trying to you know get engaged you know engage with this person and you repeat the cycle over and over again it's up and down up and down up and down uh when i was with jessica she's mentioned multiple times it'd be amazing if she listened to this oh my god but whenever we would fight i would always say as a because normally, you know, back down, say it's my fault. And in certain cases, it was, given reason A or B. But I would always say, you know, the issues that we have are here. But when we're good, we're really good. And when we're bad, we're really bad. But there's that fluctuation to mm-hmm. good and bad. And I don't feel like that exists in the ideal relationship anymore. No. I didn't have the experience. I, I've been in a similar situation, I would say. And I at the time thought maybe this is it maybe this is just what it's like to deal with another person on a continual basis until one day i I mean just after that relationship had sort of crumbled apart and i had to start avoiding the person and just trying to put my life back together you you realize no it doesn't have to be that way and you can you know i had a lot of very casual short-term relationships with people for a while before finding a long one again but but no it doesn't have to be that way definitely not i think it takes a a special a special connection, and it's going to be a different type of connection for everybody, but the, like we mentioned before, the feelings that I have currently, again, things can change, but the feelings that I have currently are unlike any other relationship. And I, I realize that, you know, some people may say that for every relationship, this is different. I actually feel something. Yeah. But when you have... Hormones are pretty powerful. Yeah. How long do, like, the, the honeymoon stage, how long, like, that, that's the thing. You can overlook a the, lot of things. The initial parts of it, I would say, probably wear off about three months in. Okay. Well, I would I'm say, at, like, the first wave. I'm at over double that, oh, and go. I'm still, you know, over the moon. And, and then I would say that the next level of it, where you really start to get a deeper understanding of a person, is, at least for me, in my experience, it's usually well over the year mark. Not even well over, but just over the That's year fair. mark, I would say. And you just start noticing things about the person you didn't otherwise notice. And, of course, the things that you annoy you start to kick in. And you realize, wait a minute, why do they do things like that? Or why are they, you know, are they leaving this part of the house messy or doing whatever? But I, but I would say that's more of a consequence of having to live with people. You're just going to have to put up with each other's quirks and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, not, nobody's... it's not malicious or it's not uh, incompatible behavior necessarily. But the... 
the big difference with this current relationship, and not everybody's going to be like this, is it all comes down to showing a basic form of decency towards yeah, your partner. Absolutely. The fact that... Almost being able to read the intent is positive no matter what they're doing. You know, you can understand where they're coming from. Um, the... I mean, not citing specific examples, but... Um, like, I, I've never been in a situation where somebody said, sure, let's... This is a specific example, so I will cite specific examples, but I've never been in a situation where somebody's like, you know what, tomorrow I gotta get my sleep because I gotta go back to my nighttime schedule, but that's okay. Let's stay up till five o'clock in the morning rearranging your apartment. And we did. And I was happy, and I thanked her, and she said I would have much rather had it in a livable state so you can putter around in it and get what you need done versus leaving it half done and then leaving and then kind of leaving you to do the rest mm -hmm. it looks good and stuff like that or she likes visiting my family whereas other relationships that's an I interesting that's family. a really big factor in that there's so, so many times i've just not wanted to interact with somebody's family or or god there's been situations where i like the family better than the person almost i'd rather hang out with their been, family I've been in that yeah um but but at the cool current friends. point in time i really like hanging out with tila's family they're great. they're great yeah they are great most of them in general are great yeah um now have you ever been a a uh, racial minority in the room you've have you yes have you yes. okay because i the only time that i really didn't like meeting family was dated somebody of indian descent mm -hmm. and we met her family a handful of times. Her parents liked me. Her dad was a photographer, so every time I'd come over, he'd buy me shit. Nice. Mostly magazines, like photography stuff, but he'd show me his lens. I'm like, that's nice. It's cool being it's able cool. to relate on that, yeah. that part of it. Um, but her extended family, grandparents, who I get it, are a little bit more hardcore traditional Indian. Yeah. Uh, at first, I wasn't introduced as her boyfriend just a friend uh, and I found out because you know I'm not a doctor I'm not a lawyer I own a fledgling photography videography company and I do baby photos when she introduced me to other people it was and this is my boyfriend what do you, what does he do well, he, he owns his own business because that whole artistic side doesn't of account for it much didn't, it didn't account for much no. so I, I didn't like that it, it, that's interesting. The only um, time it was like that was I was dating an, an Asian girl. She was from, I think, family, all, mo pretty much entire family on both sides. I think it was from some somewhere in South Korea, but okay. yeah, their family seemed in, in, indifferent towards me. They didn't even really acknowledge my existence. Almost it was it was strange. It wasn't that long term of a, a relationship, but it was enough that I met them a couple times, and it was yeah, it was it was different. So how long-term does a relationship have to go to meet the family a couple times? In this case... this did you meet them the first time, roughly? Probably two weeks in. Because it, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, you got to come meet my family. It was... This person was a, a student, and their family just was there a lot. And they would, you know, cook for, for their daughter and all that stuff. That's, so, that's an interesting... Uh, 
interesting culture. I had a, had they a took few, care of their kid. Oh my god! Asian friends who had the same thing. Yeah. Didn't necessarily cook, but every week bring food. Yep. Oh yeah, very well taken care of. Yeah. I don't think their family lived necessarily too far away, but yeah, definitely saw them. And and they didn't have a car, so it's not like they could have made the trip themselves. So, so yeah, they were kind of in the position where their parents would come come by. And yeah, yeah, not not much of a reaction at all hmm. to me. I don't know what they would expect necessarily if they would want her to find somebody who is of Korean descent or whatever. But yeah, but you you were in university at the time. I was that, right. So yes. you were at least on paper on the right track to some like some potentially earning potential. Yeah, sure. Earning potential. So that should have been fine. I think. basically in their eyes could have been as traditionally uh you know asian as possible except white i would put myself on the high end of white academically and she was on the low end of asian if you want to go with stereotypes and then what she probably got similar grades to me but she did not try at all and i don't know the low end of asian yeah if if you want to put up racial stereotypes about it she had friends that were just like also the types that would get like ninety nine percent on everything and it's just not try and it's like how do you do that? What did you average in university? Yeah, shoot, I don't remember. I, enough it to get honors, though. enough to get honors, an honors degree, which is good enough for me. But um, it wasn't crazy. It was probably in the very the high end of the seventies, which accounts for having like a fifty one in organic chemistry and a couple of classes that I just could not get my head around. So if you took thousands of it, maybe I'd be in the 80s somewhere, but but yeah, it wasn't in, it wasn't too bad. So when you kind of pulling back to the the um, relationship thing, when you were in university, because I really only knew you in a constant basis for the last part of your your education, my th- I believe so. Like, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Probably yeah. just after my thesis project and yeah, all how that. how did you find dating in? university like not necessarily the quantity or but time balancing because even now easier by far yeah well you have way more time i didn't not having a job means that the time when you're at home the other work not the lecture part of it but the other work you're you can do whatever you want with it and if you want to study with somebody else and you can somewhat work together then you get to see each other it's it's a a benefit of it i would say and your schedule is so flexible because lectures occur during a what, like a six-hour window from like seven in the morning until me, you know, I, I I don't know. I guess some classes would run a little bit later, but for the most part, maybe from our labs would be later too. But seven in the morning till like maybe one o'clock or two o'clock in the afternoon, and that's about it. So, yeah, you're very easy to be flexible with your time and and to make a relationship work. I would say, not necessarily that any of them did really work during that time period, but but yeah, towards the end, I guess it did. Tila was still working a day job and all that stuff, so but it was easy enough to accommodate those hours because I was in school in the morning. And she was she close. was at work, and I lived close. close. I had a car, but still chose to bike and walk over all the and time because it was and run. Yourself. Yeah, I miss I miss the physically active side of my life because I don't really do that stuff anymore, just because my job is physically active. Physically active. It, it definitely isn't the same though. Like I'm probably not gonna ever get myself fit doing the job. I probably won't be like lethargic and just gain a ton of weight and lose all my muscle doing it but i will not be an athlete by any means by framing houses it's a different kind of strength 
you, you're very physically strong, I guess, at the core because you have to do just such a wide range of activities, but you don't look, like you're not big necessarily just from doing that. Maybe, maybe you could be, I probably just don't eat enough or something. Hmm. No, it, it it's almost a game of numbers too. Like being able to track the stats on map my run of how fast I went somewhere or whatever. That was probably one of the most exhilarating, par- exhilarating parts about it. And you can like listen to music and all that. I don't even know how, what athletes did back in like the the fifties and sixties. I mean, they're training for the Olympics and stuff, and they didn't have like a a tape player in their pockets at least. I don't, I don't boring know. as hell. It would <laughs> just, be. just to run around dirt country roads and have nothing else. It's, I think it would kind of be like one of those things where they didn't know they needed it. No, you don't need it now either, but. You know what a runner's high is? Uh, I think so, but you can... It's kind of... Lead. Kind of... Good summary is just basically the most amazing sort of rush of endorphins. Yeah. I would say people compare it to an orgasm, and I would say, yeah, it's almost like it's a longer-term thing than that, because you can get it to last for, like, probably a minute if you really if you really make it work, at least in my case. But music... If you start running and you start hitting, you know, your feet to the ground at a certain tempo of the sudden, everything everything lines up and you're cresting over the hill and you get some pickup speed. It, it's this weird thing. It usually happens to me about six, seven kilometers into a run where all of a sudden I am sprinting for like a minute straight and there's nothing. I feel like my feet weigh nothing. It is probably one of the best, most pleasurable feelings I've ever felt as a, a human organism. And it's, yeah, I miss that. But it's weird because even though it is so good, the motivation isn't there to go do it. Like you could think the effort required to masturbate, right, is low enough that people just do it every day. Yep. A lot of people do. The effort required to get to a runner's high is too much, even though it's better in my opinion than, than stuff like that. It's weird. I'm, I'm sure with some people it is enough a motivating factor because there's people that run you know, a half marathon every day or something ridiculous like that as long as they have, as long as time permits. People that are essentially runners. I kind of look up to Casey Neistat for that in his mid-30s and he could just destroy me on every aspect of running. <laughs> Wish I could do that. And vlogging. And vlogging. <laughs> I feel like the the vlogging part is more knowledge and personality-based, which, you know, maybe I could get to that point of being at least half as entertaining, but I don't know how to get to being as physically able as a person that much older than me without just doing it so often. And, and I don't know. He somehow has the time for it. So what's my excuse? I have no idea. <laughs> That's true. Now he... Uh, time management. Hardcore time management. Yeah, probably one of the best people uh, I can think of at time management. Depending on how he works out, if he he does... Like just running in the streets, it's a little bit different. Or yeah. he goes to a gym. No, he, he runs out in the street. Yeah. Okay. So. So anywhere. Anywhere, anytime, because he's in New York, right? So. Yeah. Although he, he said he's essentially to paraphrase him. He just basically he runs until he doesn't have time to do it anymore. Until he needs to be doing something else. He would just keep running if he didn't run at a time, which is how he feels about it. So. Well, that's a good, good way to feel. Yeah. So. Because some people go for like, oh, I'm going to run 10 kilometers or I'm going to do how, you know, run for a certain amount of time. But he's just like, no, just run. And then, you know, the watch says I got to be somewhere. That's neat. Yeah. Um, 
I I found uh, one thing that has helped a lot, and it might have helped a lot more uh, before the new iMac, is it used to be that when things were exporting, quite often that would be that'd be that'd be a break. Like if I just done yeah. a big edit, that'd be a break. It'd be however long the break was, but I figure if I have to go back to the video to say start a, like start transcoding it to be a DVD or something like that, then technically that means I'm still working. So yes, you should, you should be as a as an artist you should be paid or what it is it is time on the clock if yeah. you are exporting things because it's not time that you necessarily have to give up. It's so it is what it is. I have since changed that when things are exporting, I'm doing something related, whether it be bookkeeping or um, even things like blogging or going to the website and checking analytics, like making sure stuff like that is okay. That's that's something that's it's work related, yeah. That's all related, um, and it's great. Except now the the export times are lower. <laughs> so, yeah, faster computer means more productivity. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. that's just kind of a kind that, of a neat thing. I have a segue to something entirely different because we're talking about processing power. Have you tried VR in any way? Because we've talked about getting something to do with VR outside, on the podcast. Outside of the cheap headsets, no. Okay, so I, and I'm sure you know, every, you know, everybody with the PlayStation has already done this, but I've got to experience the PlayStation virtual reality for the first time this when? week, this weekend. This weekend? Yeah, yesterday. It is amazing. Like and to put this in context, I played. I don't. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a horror game where there's like a. It's in a carnival. There's clowns and stuff. Okay. It's, it's just a shooting game. Really, the only button you need in the game is a, a trigger button, and you can reload with the wand or whatever it is. And I played. I played um, the simulator game where it's like job simulator, or like mechanic simulator, or chef simulator, whatever. Those. So things. that's all. Those are good. And and I played Gran Turismo, the new Gran Turismo game, in, in with the VR headset. How was that? S- starting with the bad. The Gran Turismo was awful. Game, it's a Gran Turismo game. In my opinion, none of them live up to Gran Turismo 5 yet for a variety of reasons, just the cars that you could use and all that stuff. But but here's the, the biggest problem with it is they down it so far that it is, in my opinion, unplayable. It is ugly to look at. Why would it be down then? I don't know. They got it to run at 120 FPS, which is great. It looks very smooth. The, the lighting effects, the textures, that you can tell that they look good. But it's so blurry. Like, it is below 40. It is probably 360p equivalent. You're watching a 360p YouTube video, but it's your entire face. So it's, you know, the equivalent of whatever, a 40-inch screen or something. It looks absolutely disgusting. Did you read up on it at all? Sure, it wasn't a setting. Is it that the way it is? I didn't read up on it, but I don't think... My brother himself, he, he didn't like it. And, he, I mean, he's been playing the, the game for a while himself and had the VR headset for a while. So if there was a way around it, I think he would have found it. But putting that aside, because that was just a really poor implementation, playing the simulator games and the, and the shooting game, I'm willing to say that it is, you could like get lost in that kind of world or, yeah. as it is already. If you could if you could make a game that's diverse enough and, and stimulating enough, Grand Theft Auto, but maybe even with more stuff Grand to do because it's, it's virtual reality, you can, you can do more things in it. I, I could probably or, do that all day. You know, The Sims 5, which we talked about before. Yep, more it's just real life. <laughs> Here's the thing. They, they thought it would be funny because they've been making everybody do this. They said when you play the, the shooting clown game, whatever, you got to stand up. You can't sit down. So I was like, okay. 
and there's roller coasters because you're on like a, a mine cart for a lot of this and you're just scrolling through and it's a shooter so you got two guns that you can use independently which is also amazing because there's a guy there and this guy there you could you know to the side I feel bad because you go like this yeah yeah nice. yeah absolutely anything like that and you can even look down at your feet or whatever anything you want to do but but going on that roller coaster i swear it it is probably 80 percent of being on a real roller coaster the feeling and everything you go over the you know the top of a, a hill or like a crest or something like that it feels like being on a roller coaster your brain cannot tell the difference it is amazing of course there's no physical movement so that's the part you're missing out on but it feels like there is and you almost want if you were just to do that for on you know non-stop for about half an hour i guarantee you'd fall over it was i had to really try not to fall on my ass while i was doing this it was it was a lot of fun uh space wise standard size living room like how much it was it was in a rec room in a basement i probably had about um six feet by six feet to roam around in which doesn't matter for the the shooting game but the simulator game it is amazing how well it tracks you like you could there's one where you're the mechanic or whatever and you can you you know fix cars or whatever you can like go from standing in front of a car like engine open all that to you turn the car around on the lift you can move keep walking forward and get into the car like turn sideways get into the car or like you could turn around you could walk up to the desk behind you like there's a huge range of movement in the game and you physically it physically has you constantly reaching down like underneath where your kneecaps are because there's different controls you gotta reach up like you were everywhere and it's so quick and responsive like there's objects you can throw or whatever so let's just say you you, you grab with the triggers which feels pretty natural to be honest but you go grab something you would just throw it right away just grab throw it, it's just an immensely responsive system and this is on the playstation i've never even tried the htc vive which from what i know was significantly better or oculus rift yeah it, i don't know about oculus rift i don't know much about it most people have trashed it at this point but but a pc implemented system could be so much better for in terms of resolution and just the raw computing power that a pc has even if the games aren't as good or if they're better, I don't really know. Well, I, in relation to that, I've been uh, hoeing and hawing. I'm going to upgrade uh, to an Xbox One. There's enough games out that I'd like to try that I'm going to get an Xbox One, but they've divvied up their lineup. It used to be, like, I mean, at one point there was just an Xbox, right? Yeah. You could get maybe a, you know, Different hard drive, hard drive loads, yeah. And then Xbox 360 came out, but then they came out with 360 Slim. They came out with Which didn't ones. really have any more computing power. Yeah. They were all basically retrofitted to work the same way as the original. And then they had the Xbox One. Yes. And then eventually out came the Xbox One S, yes. which was a... Extra computing power. Extra computing power. Smaller, smaller build and whatnot. And then they came out with the Xbox, Xbox One X... Which was again more extra computer power, more extra computing power built around the capabilities that one day you will be able to integrate it with console virtual reality. Yes. So I'm torn because I have absolutely no interest in investing in virtual reality, but I don't want to miss a boat. I don't want to buy a One S now and then find out, fuck, next year Grand Theft Auto Six is all VR. That's see, I, I don't know. I disagree with so many people, but the only way around this problem, just buy a PC, just buy a gaming PC. Yeah, right. And you have a Mac, so of course you don't want to do that. But I, th- it's compatible with everything. See, I thought forward. I had briefly thought about it. Yeah, you did when you're asking me to make a Hackintosh, basically. 
Well, no, even even as of even. like the past week and a half, okay. I got thinking I need to do something at some point because now there's actually things that I'd like to try mm-hmm. um, that I'm missing out on. And I got thinking I could do the all-in-one, which normally for me is my my go-to way of doing things. I don't recommend it because you already have a Mac, which is... No, no, no. I mean all-in-one in the case of an Xbox. Oh, okay. Like it's just what you see is what you get. Yeah, but then the limitations. The limitations. Somebody that, if you want to be more tech savvy and you want to be more explorative into things that are cutting edge, I'm sorry, PC is still the way to do that as far as gaming goes and these peripherals. But I've also never been on the cutting edge of most things. I I prefer to look like I'm not a, a big. I, I knew people, Staples, I think, was Staples or Best Buy. Uh, one of the two were doing a big virtual reality demo when it might have been a PlayStation virtual reality came out. I can't remember which. They said, come in, you play the demo and whatnot. And so many people were like, have you went yet? No, I haven't. Maybe I should have. Hmm. But I, I, I don't know. I've never had the need to be on the cutting edge of, of everything. Um, doesn't it maybe interest you that what you could push it to push these technologies to the limit for for like your own personal reasons? Like let's just say we make interactive wedding videos where we integrate we've virtual about. reality yeah. or something crazy. Of okay. course, it, and I don't think it works in the simplest forms that we talked about, but maybe we could come up with a way that it works. Okay, it'd be cool to have the software and the hardware that we could develop stuff. Right now, if I'm and you're, you're absolutely right, and there's a good segue there. I saw a commercial from Microsoft. And it was this guy who was doing scans of a uh, old, looked like a temple, but like in the for a, just a model of three D space, like a full three D, like you did with uh, your program, Agisoft. But he had drones flying. He had cameras on like a thirty foot pole, and he was walking around taking pictures and whatnot. And he was just saying that he's been able to, not in real time, but actually do it a lot quicker because it was Microsoft stuff and he showed and they showed the technology and I'm sure it was a a um, rendering but it was just neat to watch the photos all come in and link and it just slowly built this tower up and whatnot so very very neat which I bring up because we've could 3d model a film set basically yeah we've yeah. talked about that and as cameras get more uh, you know more high-tech and high quality at one point green screen is going to be pointless or people saying ah it's done on a green screen is pointless because yes it's done on a green screen but they didn't digitally i mean i guess they did digitally create the background but they're they're not creating it from scratch it's actually pictures representing the background but mm-hmm. then some people would argue want to just fucking go to the <laughs> go money because because money you could license it out for multiple uses it's true you could just go to a place and record it from every different angle for like a period of two months and now you have two months worth of footage from this place and people could license out i want to use you know the two hours in this scene and i'm going to use that in my well movie. that's yeah that's it for places like new york where it's yeah. gargantuan to oh, get yeah. a a, uh, a film permit and then also close off a street yeah. and whatnot you you, could, you do it once for yeah. however long you need or whatever and, and now you have footage that you seems can use like in all a, these different movies seems like a uh, new area for the like the adobe stock images and stuff like that 3d stock mm-hmm. cinematography mm-hmm. yeah 
with all these multiple these multiple camera angles that you can you can just move about in this yeah. video landscape. Kind of a neat idea. I'm sure it exists, and there's probably people that are way smarter than us already working on a way to make that happen. Now, going back to the to the um, to the Xbox talk, because there's two different ways to look at it. You can either buy. I mean, okay. There's the cost, right? Yeah. What type of gaming computer can I get for three hundred twenty nine dollars? Nothing. Exactly. I can get an Xbox One S. You can for three hundred twenty nine dollars. Yep. Right. No, nothing. No issue with it. It does essentially what I wanted to do, and it plays Blu-rays. Yippee. Right. I could spend a ton more, and one day, I probably will. But the the you say virtual reality has in your case at at home using PlayStation you feel like you can be immersed so maybe absolutely if we, if we finally do get to go to the VR place and we too can get immersed in that maybe I'll I hope they use a system like HTC Vive or something I was wondering I got a I got a friend and yeah. he lives in Tilsonburg okay the virtual reality hotspot is it now no no <laughs> Um, so our friend lives in Tilsonburg and he works for good works for a company called VR Quest. Okay. Okay. And I haven't done a ton of research on them only because he completely pissed me off by trying to sell me on a franchise for this. So he wanted you to buy a franchise for VR Quest. Okay. Okay. And from what I can tell is it's a in-between between the the low-end shit like you can get goggles for your phone. And I'd say the higher end, not even high-end like PlayStation like the, it's the weird in between where you don't need a phone there's like a yeah there's like 130 dollar headsets i yeah. don't know anything about those and are, that's what they're good. pushing yeah and they're in a kiosk in the tilsonburg mall again vr hotspot and where a lot of people hang out at the mall though in tilsonburg relative to anywhere I'm else in town sure a lot of people it's great i don't think 75 year olds are interested in vr probably scare them really that'd be fun but uh no that that uh, annoys me, but I think at some point the investment will be there. I just need, I need a reason to have my mind blown, or I need, I need to have my mind blown to inspire myself. I also don't. It's interesting the idea to buy into a franchise because it would be sort of getting in early. I mean, I you, there's got to be some place that's going to take off. Like what? What's the name of the? I'm just gonna, you know what? Vier. We've, we've done this before. Let's, yeah. let's do a... We did it with the uh, iPad videographers. Let's take a look at VRQuest.ca. VRQuest? Okay. And you know what? If you want new technology... I can work well, it's not new technology, but I'm going to record my screen because I can do that. Yeah. And we'll put it on... Okay, Screen. so we're going to have something for you to look at. Yeah. Um, in the time being, there's a VR place near where you live-ish. Yes. That, what's the one called? Uh, Control-V. Control-V. What if something like Control-V did take off and you did well, want to buy a franchise in it? That is a franchise. Yeah, it is already, yeah. 
it's either a franchise or all their stores are run by corporate. What, what's like the upcost in such a small startup technology. idea? Yeah. And the, the space and... But like what's the brand charging you to even exist kind of thing? Because like you, if you rent out the space and you buy the technology, what's left? What's the, what do they, the, the company take away from you at the end of the day? Because I don't know how much income you could even draw really to back that up. You know what? The company itself is probably... Um, I'm going to also put a do not disturb on my phone. It's a good idea. So that we, your notifications do not come up in the middle Nobody of the Nobody sees my massive amount of Twitter updates. Uh, okay, VR quest. I'm assuming, and this, this isn't a negative assumption. This is just what I would assume uh, based on the way other franchises work. The company or the, the franchisees who uh, deal with Control-V, mm-hmm. which at least has three locations that I know. Okay, of. so that's not bad. They can only buy their technology, their virtual reality, from head office. Okay, because you want everybody on the same page, yeah. same experience. So that means the head office must have a deal with whoever yeah. to get them in at wholesale, and head office profits from the sale of the equipment, just like McDonald's profits off of the sale of the... The new the milkshake machines or and the stuff like stove, that. Yeah, the, yeah, the grill or whatever. So that's one way. The other way that uh, they'd be making money is there's a chance that, um, like, they are they're, they're licensing the, the types of games, perhaps. But, but I, I don't think that they would have anything to do with the games necessarily being created for <laughs> VR, no. No, but they... I don't know if they have a controlled system where the franchisees have to buy into. Cause it, it's almost an aesthetic that you would want. You would just want like the sign out front that people could recognize like a brand yeah. identity and maybe like the same you know interior designs. So you get the same feel between them. And and the technology being the same makes the set and this makes quite a bit of sense. But I would say you almost don't want to succumb to whoever's the lowest bidder for for your technology. You don't want the cheap stuff or someone's like I'll sell you, you know. 40 units of this VR equipment for the lowest amount of price possible because it true. could negatively affect the experience of the, the customers. And then after all is said and done, all the equipment's purchased, the the uh, the lease is leased, I'm sure the company, they probably pay franchise fees every year. Yeah, if they're very, if they're very um, not forceful, but if they're, if they're on the on the strict end of franchise, it could be every year, it could be every three years. I'd say for something new, it's probably every year. And then they would take their standard monthly take of the profit, mm-hmm. which... Mm, probably not a lot right now, but maybe in no, the future. But, well, it's, it's almost like a rebirth of arcades, if you think about it, because it's these systems that are prohibitively expensive, such that you wouldn't... Not everybody's going to have one in their, in their home or even think about getting one because there's a bit of setup involved and it's not the most user-friendly experience, minus stuff like the PlayStation and, and such. But it it basically is a rebirth of people going out to do their gaming, sort of paying another person you know, a small amount of money to use their expensive systems and expensive setups. It's true. Which I bet is going to end the same way that the arcade era did. And everybody's just going to... Have their at-home systems. Yeah, yeah, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's a great thing, really, if you want to sit at home and be immersed in a virtual world on your own time and for your own initial startup cost with no fees at a later point in time. You know how a lot of people that can't have, taking it back to relationships, can't have healthy relationships. Just Get virtual girlfriend, yeah. Animated Asian ladies. 
I've watched Screw that. Videos. They animated, I don't know, Japanese anime characters. Or further than that, date date furries. What is it? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. You could date a Pokemon if you wanted. You could. You could. Maybe that. Maybe that's Nintendo's next move. That'd be weird. No, Nintendo wouldn't do that. It's got to be. It's got to be child friendly. Probably. Okay. <laughs> so VR Quest. VR Quest. Yeah. A division of 3D VR designs. So apparently I was wrong. This is a business. Well, $12 for 15 minutes of play. They're in a kiosk in the Hilsenberg Mall that only has like one, maybe two spots to play. That's pretty expensive. So $12 for 15 minutes? Their sales pitch for $12 for 15 minutes. An arcade machine's like three bucks for 15 minutes. Exactly. Play by yourself. It'd be better if it said play with yourself. (laughs) Or share a station with friends. For every booking, we offer five minutes of training on how... Is it included, or... So this is actually 20 minutes? You have to to book this? You have to, like, talk to somebody at the kiosk? You know what we should do? We should go to the good VR place, then we should see if we can... Get into... Something here. Yeah. And do a comparison Hmm. on how to use the equipment. These videos don't last very long. I am not happy about this Apple video screen. I'll do something about it. Don't worry. They'll see it. Anyways, it stopped recording. Maybe it has a 30-second record limit. Okay, so so what are the details we want to take away from this place, really, though? Uh, move freely. Oh. If that is what they do. they st- Okay, so it looks like they have a pad where you would stand inside. It's going to hold you know, your waist, approximately, and you're going to be able to step in place, and probably your feet are going to slide. Okay. So, so it give, that's something else that no in-home VR experience really does. And I'm, I'm sure there's people that have, you know, jerry-rigged something themselves. Franchising. There's a franchising tab on the but website. Do you know what? There's not. There's not a promo video or anything like that. Like, if I just happen to find myself... Maybe you've been looking at this all wrong. Maybe we need to make that promo video. Maybe. Maybe it's a DH Media project. Maybe. Let's see. Frequently Asked Questions. Maybe we do need to get behind this. Just not, just... not in a franchise. Uh, Visa, Mastercard, Cash. Uh, will I be running into the wall? Oh, they use HTC Vive. Oh, okay. So oh, they no. ha- using HTC's chaperone guidance system. So they might not be the. I don't know. It doesn't say specifically what they're using. Chaperone oh. guidance system. That's an interesting. Uh, the HTC Vive headset fits yeah. with most regular size glasses. So uh, that's what. So they're using basically the best. Reg, you know, widely available consumer vr equipment so that's that's a good start okay then they've they must have changed because when he this friend has been talking about um ooh. what ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh this friend has been talking about uh this franchise model for you know, about a year. Yeah. And I think at the beginning... I guess a lot can change in a year. I think at the beginning it wasn't as good, but I will tell you something. The franchise model is not working for them. Because I went to the... Uh, did I go to franchising or did I go to contact? What if the parent company collapses and we could just buy out other equipment at discount prices and start our own franchise? That'd be interesting. Franchisement. Okay. In a year, in a growing industry okay 
virtual reality is kind of stagnated, but it's growing. Yeah. How many franchises are out there? How many uh, will include... A VR quest? Of VR this... Yeah, VR quest. So how many uh, um, kiosks in malls? Yeah, see, there? I can think of the... There's a lot of malls around. Okay. So. I, I wouldn't put it past on in Ontario, maybe there being 20 malls that have adopted this. Okay. Is that your final answer? Sure. I, I'm just a shot in the dark. I've never okay. seen this myself, so maybe it's less, maybe it's more. Everybody comment on YouTube right now. Did you comment? Thank you for the one person that commented. Good. I feel like Dora. Actual retail price without going over. One. One. Okay. So it's nothing. In Tilsonburg. Yeah. In the in the place where nothing else is happening. So. Also, they're open Monday to Friday. Just Friday. Throwing that out there. Okay. So how, how about this, a, a different approach? We should look for malls that have taken on this technology or just basically these locations around Ontario in general. Not just mall kiosks, but where can you go to pay for a VR experience? Because I, I think my number 20 might be more applicable to just in general, people who have adopted this early technology. It's got to be arcades that have it. You, you, Out of the few arcades that are left. Yeah. Uh, arcades would most likely in some capacity have upgraded, at least have some sort of virtual reality capabilities. They may still have a shell or a proprietary shell that you may be able to put on goggles and look yeah. around. I think that arcades... Because of how they've been in the past, they probably don't want to advertise the vibes all that much or anything like that because it'd just be another reason to not go to an arcade. It, it's true, but almost if you, if you could have proprietary software like certain games licensed. Like, for instance, let's just say Nintendo started making games for VR. I can think of even the most simple basic games. For some reason, one that pops in my head is the old Pokemon Snap game, the one you, you're a photographer and you take pictures of Pokemon on a safari hunt. Being able to look around with your head would change that game entirely. It would make things work a lot better, I think. It's uh, you know, just all these old like software, all these old games that already exist would be so much better in VR in some cases, I would say. Mostly things that are first person, of course, but, but it's, it's a unique perspective on things that already exist. So I think, um, you know, we don't have too many followers, but as we're saying, uh, VR quests, this wasn't bashing you. You're a brand new business in Tilsonburg. And you got good equipment now, so and I think it'd be fun. DH probably Media fun. will be contacting you. If, if, yeah, if there's something there, I'd like to check out what they got. I feel like if they don't, if they, okay. Constructive criticism. Website. The website needs promotion. Okay, needs promotional videos. But I need a which, photo of somebody wearing yeah. a Vive. Or which a promo video. happens to be what we're professionals at. So, yes. So maybe we're the right people for that job. And I have an in. You know what's funny? A lot of people start talking about how they they post. Uh, photographers especially start to talk about how they would do YouTube videos of like photography tutorials or whatever, and they're showing their work online in the pursuit that they, they they think they might get more customers, and then they find out they don't. Maybe that's what this is. Maybe us pitching ourselves to businesses that probably could use our help probably isn't going to get us more customers. It'd be cool if it did. What if it's the opposite? Well, so far out of the official pitches that we've done, yeah. We are, if you count the, the one other business that really hasn't paid us, but we've done a lot of work for them. We're two for two. Two for two. Right? Yeah. Um, we've added, well, three for three. 
technically because we had the toy trove. Yep. For sure. Uh, Mugs and Meeples and uh, Louise's Sweet Retreat. That's going to be... Yeah. yeah. And that's a big one. Yes. So... Maybe we're we're dealing not. with two businesses that one that takes in quite a bit of money, I guess. One that I don't know if it's going to survive, and I hope it does. And one that takes in a lot of money, and there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's a real business. It's not like artist business. No, it's fantastic. If this business belonged to a white guy, and the white guy was dating an Indian woman, the Indian woman would say he's a successful business owner, and he's not a photographer. That's what you need in life. Yeah, it's the, that validation. Yeah. <laughs> blah um yeah so wonderful um this went the total opposite way i thought it was going to yeah there's so many things that we could have talked about um, but i think it's been fun it has been relationships we all got them we all want them and most of us are doing them wrong yes kind what of. do we do about it we can be we can all be better people yeah pretty much you know, uh, or or know that you're being taken advantage of and don't put up with it. The right word at the right time. Like, hey, give me a little hug. That's the difference between lightning and, you know. It sounds like you're quoting some kind of movie or something. I am. Yeah. But, no, we are, relationships are kind of a learning experience because you're dealing with, especially young, like younger people, uh, I am 100% different than the person that I was when I was 21. Oh, I agree. And I'm only 23, so so two years makes a difference. Makes a big difference. And the fact that there are people that have been dating somebody since high school and now they're married. and they're Man, they have not seen what's out there. They haven't seen what's out there, but... I hope it works, but damn, that's a risky move. If you've been dating somebody since you were 16, I... You might just be stuck in a loop, but maybe it works. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um... So it's, it's just interesting that way. So don't settle. No. And it is okay to be single, even though that sometimes it's hard to swallow that. Uh, That's that what Tinder's feeling. for, just to have random hookups and, and feel okay for a bit and then shitty afterwards and keep doing that for a while until you find the right person. Sure. If you can get the hookups, go for them. <laughs> you get called a troll, you get called a troll. <laughs> or if somebody's like, no way you're 25 There's no way you're 25 it's just hurtful it's not even sexy like at least say hi it's you're too old like i didn't even say hi to you why are you picking on wait me? didn't they match you if they're on tinder yeah but it doesn't mean so they matched me well, yeah. and then hypocrites hypocrites on that note i think it's been a good podcast i gotta go unpack we gotta i have some you gotta ideas. go unpack an apartment uh Talk, talk yeah. about a match words. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. See you. No, that's bad. That's 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 like a Jared Poland thing. Um, until next See ya. time. No. Jesse Dolster. No. Have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> Cock block you right at the end with the extra ideas.